Good morning. It is good to be here, and I'm glad that you are here. And uh, I hope that you're glad that I'm going to be here not only today, but next Sunday as well. So I'll know next Sunday as far as your response on that. But uh, here for two weeks, and I've entitled these next two weeks uh, the, the wow factor. We're just going to get this practical and just see how God is doing incredible things around us. And that we need to take time just to let God wow us. Because He is active. Sometimes we just forget to acknowledge it or to have our eyes open to what the Lord is doing. Because life is good. And we all experience those things in life that um, when it happens, your, your mouth just drops open and the only word that comes out is just wow. You know, think of those moments in your life that were just wow moments. I, I'm reminded of Walter Cronkite with CBS News. This is July 1969. You've seen the clips of when he was to announce the Apollo 11 landing on the moon. And here's this guy who spent his life, you know, speaking special words, communicating. And all he does is take his glasses off and he just smiles and shakes his head. Because sometimes your words aren't good enough for what you are experiencing. But sometimes we forget to acknowledge the wow moments in our lives. I, I like the, the old slogan of Kellogg's Corn Flakes. They, they had the, the slogan, taste them again for the first time. And, and the idea is, be wowed again. You know, just as if it's your first time of tasting them. And so, we need to be wowed again. But let me ask you, when was the last time God wowed you? And I don't ask that as if God has failed, because God hasn't. When was the last time you saw God doing those special things in your life? You know, think about the handiwork of God. When was the last time you just spent the evening and watched the moon on the horizon? as it changed its colors, as it went up higher into the sky. In um, a few weeks, the 21st of next month, here in central Missouri, we'll have a you know, solar eclipse. As amazing as that will be, take time and just let God wow you, because he created all of this. It's his handiwork that all of this fits together. Or maybe... This summer, you go on vacation, or it'll be NYR for the, the group from here, that you see the mountains, and you just see the, the beauty of the mountains. But realize that your faith is even more spectacular, because Scripture says your faith can move mountains. Your faith is greater than even those majestic mountains. We need to taste the things of God for the first time again. See, we sing about it. We sing, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus. We sing, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Why? Because I know I was lost, 
but now I'm found. We sing the, the words of the chorus, the Rich Mullins song, says, our God is an awesome God. And that word awesome, I think, only fits God. There is nothing else in this world that is awesome if God takes that title. We sing, how great thou art. Remember how the chorus starts? Then sings my what? Yeah, it's not my mouth. It's my innermost being. It's my soul that cries out how great God is. Back when I was in high school at MHS, in concert choir one year, we, we sang a uh, choral selection. It was Randall Thompson's choral work that he came up with in 1936, and it was called The Peaceable Kingdom. And the, the whole choral work is looking at the book of Isaiah. And one of, it's like the seventh chorus of the peaceful kingdom looks at specifically Isaiah chapter 40. And that, that is our text this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to that. But it, it's a, a great choral work by uh, Randall Thompson. And in that seventh chorus, it's, it's a cappella. And it goes through verse 21 of Isaiah 40, and it says this. It says, have you not known? Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Now, what is Isaiah telling the, the Jews, the people of God there? Well, chapter 39, they get some information that they really didn't like to hear. And that is in chapter 39 of Isaiah, God is declaring to them because of their lack of faith, without, because of their lack of trusting him, there's coming a day in which they will leave their homeland. They will be taken out of their homeland and they will be in captivity for 70 years in the land of Babylon, the land of Persia. But chapter 40 is comfort. Chapter 40 is saying, okay, yeah, for 70 years you're going to have to leave your homeland in captivity, but understand God's still in charge. God's not going to forget you. And, and just a little side note about the, the book of Isaiah and this prophecy. Just an, another wow moment. Do you know that God declares to, to the Israelites that after the 70 years of captivity, there, there's a king named Cyrus who is going to declare that they can go back to their homeland. When that prophecy is made, you know, it's like 150 years before Cyrus is even born. And God declares his name even and says, hey, to let you know, I'm in charge of all of this. You know, he, he may be the, the king at the time, but he'll, he'll be my servant. He will declare after the 70 years. And so chapter 40 is called a chapter of comfort. And so drop down to verse 28. We'll read 28 through 31 and just listen to the words of comfort, realizing they have been told that they're going to spend 70 years in, in the future in captivity. And listen to, to the victory. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? 
The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired and weary. In his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. You know, even youths grow tired and weary. And young men, they stumble and fall. But those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Now there's various things in life that try to wow us. If you watch ESPN in the morning, they give the 10 plays of, of the day. And sometimes it's pretty spectacular what, what you see these athletes do. Or maybe you're driving down the road and you see there's, there's a lookout point. And you pull over and you get out and you're, maybe you're on a bluff and you're looking out in the valley and just taking time to look at that spectacular view. Or maybe it's the, the wow moment of seeing that newborn baby, the tiniest newborn baby, and the perfect response is, wow. Or maybe you take time and just amazed at the the love of your spouse or children, knowing your failures, and they still love you. And, you know, about all you can say to express that joy is, wow. But most of all, what a wonderful God and Savior we have. What a fantastic God we have. You know, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus. Why? Because, see, there's how many billion people in this world, and God is aware of me. He's aware of you. He knows what's going on in our lives, and he is able to take care of any need that we have. And when we cry out to him, He's always available. No matter how many people in this world, he knows our needs and he responds to us. How great our God is. We stand amazed. But we need to be amazed with God. We need to be amazed with this life that he has given us. There's a passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 that just says so much. It says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is worked within us. What's that verse saying? It says there is a power within us, God's power, that is able to do incredible things, able to do things that is even beyond our imagination. And so it's not our ability, it's God's ability working in us. It's God's power to do those things that you can't even measure. So, are you starting to think about some amazing things that God has done in your life? Some of those wow moments that you've already experienced in life? In Acts chapter 3, there's a wow moment mentioned in that chapter. Um, You know, Peter and John have uh, gone to the, the temple to pray, and there is a, a man who is unable to walk and unable to walk his whole life, and he's at the, the temple gate begging. And uh, he, he thinks his greatest need is gold and silver as people are coming into the temple. Well, uh, Peter and John, the apostles, they, they didn't have silver and gold to give him, but 
They had something better. They had something to offer him that would take care of his bigger needs. And that is, this man needed to walk. And the apostles healed him. And the scripture says that after they healed him, this man who had been begging, the man who had not ever taken a step in his life, is now walking and leaping and praising God. But the scripture then focuses on the people that are standing around, all these Jews that are standing around. And it says, and the people were surprised that this man who they had seen begging is now walking and leaping. See, they didn't expect this to happen. And so in chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, it reads this way. When Peter saw this, saw the crowd, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. Peter says, why are you surprised? See, people of faith ought to expect amazing things to happen. People of faith ought to be able to see the wow moments that God presents. But see, they were surprised. And a surprise is when you do not expect something. But see, those whose hope is in the Lord, they expect things from God. They will renew their strength. Those who wait upon the Lord, they expect things to happen because we know how great our God is and he can do immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine. And so Peter reminds them as well that they are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he's not just kind of given a you know, genealogy story here. They knew what that meant. That meant that God is the God of the covenant. Because God made a covenant with Abraham and, and God said it again to, to Isaac and then Jacob. And Peter is reminding them that the God, the power that made this man walk is, is the same God who has done the incredible things in your past. Peter is reminding them that your history is a wow history with God. You know, think about the, the things that God did in the Old Testament. You know, the parting of the Red Sea. They're, they're wandering in the wilderness and there's manna, this, you know, food from heaven. Water flows from a rock. When they get into the promised land, they get to the, the city of Jericho. And you know what happened to the walls of Jericho? Came a tumbling down, didn't they? Story after story of God doing wow things in their life. And Peter says, why are you surprised? By seeing God's power at work. But how about us, church? Our heritage is wow as well. We have a Savior that the grave could not hold. We were once dead in our sins, but now we are alive in Christ Jesus. We are now new creations in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let that wow you. You know, sometimes we have to be reminded of the wow moments. Our heritage is wow. 
But even the New Testament church had to be reminded as well. That's why there's a, a book of Hebrews. Because there was a lot of people in that, that first century church who said, man, we, we look at all the great things God did in the, the Old Covenant. And we want to go back to that. And the Hebrew writer says, well, wait a minute. You know, those people that are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, those great people of faith, yeah, they saw God do wonderful things, but they long for what you have. They long for a Savior. They long for God's Spirit living within you. And the book of Hebrews reminds us, we have the greater. You know, don't focus on the parting of a Red Sea when you have a Savior. We have the greater. And we've seen God do wow things. You've seen God answer prayer. You've seen God heal the sick. That's why in bulletins we have a prayer list because we know God is able to do that. And we've seen that. We've seen the answers of prayer. We've seen God getting people through economic downturns. We've seen God carrying people through great times of grief. We have seen God take those who were beaten down with addiction and has carried them to a time of peace. Yes, our heritage is a wow heritage. And we know that God's word is powerful. Some years back, I was preaching at the LaGrange Christian Church in LaGrange, Missouri, and there was a lady named Betty in the church. And Betty only had a few more days to live. Her cancer was just beating her up. And one evening, I was contacted that I needed to go over to, to Betty's house. And when I got there, and, you know, she just really had hours left in this life. But cancer was just beating her up. Man, she was in so much pain. Family and friends were there trying to help her from hurting herself. And she's just out of control. And there, there wasn't a whole lot I thought I could do. And so I just reached out and grabbed her hand. And I knew because we'd already talked about, Betty and I had talked about her, her funeral, and she wanted her favorite passage of scripture, Psalms 23, to be read at, at her funeral. And so, as I grabbed her hand, I started to recite Psalm 23. I didn't have a Bible with me because I was at a high school football game when they announced it over the speakers that I needed to, to head back to the office. It had a message. And, and so, fortunately, I'd gone my growing up years at church camp and we were learned the 23rd Psalm. And so I just started to recite that chapter. And here was this lady who was just, oh, beaten up with pain. And as I started to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Her body just relaxed. And she laid down and by the time the ambulance got there to, to you know, help her out, she was completely calm. Why? Power in the Word of God. Some would say that's a coincidence. Uh -uh. 
Our God is not a God of coincidence. Our God is a God who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or think. See, prayer. Prayer has power. Because prayer is an expression of our faith. It's, yeah, we, we believe that we have this great God. But it's also, we pray with expectation. We, we don't pray to inform God. God already knows what's going on. But it is God seeing his people know their God is great. And we pray with expectation. As I said, some years back I preached at LaGrange. And when I started that, that ministry, uh, moved to LaGrange, it was just right after the floodwaters went down in flood of 93. And you all remember the devastation of the flood of 93. And LaGrange is right there on the, the Mississippi River. And you know that you know, it, it lasted a, such a long time, the devastation, the buildings and towns and stuff. And I don't want to minimize that, but you know, one of the things that the news did not talk about that probably was even more devastating, and that is those floodwaters stayed so long that it really tore up relationships. It did damage to families and to communities and to churches. Before the floodwaters came in 93, the LaGrange Christian Church was probably having maybe its best days. They were growing. It was exciting. They were making an impact on that little community. And then the floodwaters came, and, and it was devastating what, what happened to relationships. By the time I got there, there was only about 20 people. Some of them were thinking, hey, we ought to just close the doors. But there was this small remnant of people who said, no, this is the Lord's church. And God's not finished with his church. And so that, that small group, from the very beginning, we just sat down, okay, what, what are our goals? What's our vision? How do we feel we need to cry out to God? to make an impact on this community again. And so we, we set down some, some guidelines and stuff and that we wanted to, to pray about. And in, in five years, there, there, was, there was growth, there was uh, mending of relationships, and we, we built a new building, a different lo locations, exciting things like that. But one of the things that we prayed about when I first got there, and that is we needed to have a spiritual leadership we needed an eldership to, to lead us to this new healing process and, and a new ministry goal. Well, see, that church hadn't had an eldership in decades. Matter of fact, no one in their lifetime that was going to that church had ever been a part of an, you know, under an eldership. And so we prayed and taught, and in five years, God provided five quality men to be elders, to lead that congregation's spiritual leadership. Now, I, I could spend a lot of time telling you the stories about each one of them, how they, they happened to get there, because most of them, when I moved there, they weren't even living in LaGrange. It's because of job changes and things like that that God brought them to LaGrange, and three of those guys had been elders at a previous church before they moved to LaGrange. And God provided 
a spiritual leadership that that congregation needed. Again, see, God does wow things in his church. God does special things because we are his church. And so here we are, July 2017. We're already halfway through this year. Has God wowed you? Or has things just become mundane? Think about uh, the, the past few years. Do things like Christmas and Easter still wow you? Or have you heard the story too many times? Oh, yeah. yeah. Does a sunrise and sunset still wow you? How about a full moon? There's going to be one tonight. Go out and enjoy it. And just realize God's providing all of this. You know, it's fun to watch through the eyes of, of children Christmas and Easter and birthdays because there's excitement, as there should be with all of us at any time. Because too often we forget to be wowed by God. Because, again, we, we've heard the story before. But I want you to ask yourself, do you find yourself underwhelmed at times? Do you find yourself unamazed with the life that God has given you? Then hear the words in Isaiah 40 again. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? Let God amaze you. Let God amaze you through answered prayer. Let God amaze you with the fact that he offers salvation. Let that sink in for a while. That because of God's great love, he sent Jesus to die so that our sins would be taken. And when you start thinking about the promise of salvation, then sings my soul, my Savior, my God, how great thou art. You know, maybe, maybe right now you're facing great struggles. Life is painful. Or maybe the, the, the struggle you're facing is just, Everything just is mundane and common. May your prayer be that God will open up your eyes to see how he is working, even through the struggles, even through what you consider mundane. God is still doing things to wow you. And so, let's look again at verse 28 through 31. And again, listening to the words of comfort, listening to these words of victory, it says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, and he will not grow tired and weary. In his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. But those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. It was back in the mid-80s. I think it was 1985. I was the dean of a high school week of camp at the Gasconade Christian Service Camp down by Waynesville, Missouri. And one of the things I learned about being a, a dean of a week of camp, you really plan two weeks of camp. One a week of sunshine, one a week of rain. Because you just never know what's going to happen. So you're always prepared. Well, that year, that high school week of camp, it was a week of rain. And it rained and rained. It wasn't one of these little misty showers. It was a summer thunderstorm over and over again. We had a great week of camp. And, and the, the teenagers that were there, man, they were troopers. Because it didn't matter if they got wet or muddy or whatever. They, they were going to have fun and had a great uh, week just being together. And, but one of the things, if you were to ask them, the, the teens that went to that week of camp, there's, there's one thing that they would, would share about that week. And that is this, that oh, it rained constantly. The only times it ever stopped raining was when we'd have a baptism. It would just pour down. And, and the, the church camps there, like most church camps, they're metal buildings with metal roofs. And so when it rains, there's a lot of distractions. But throughout the week, we had different teens say, hey, you know, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be baptized. And as soon as we went to the swimming pool, it would stop raining. As soon as the baptism was over and we went to the next planned program, here came the rain again. At the end of the week, that, that Thursday night, it was raining really hard, and we had a power outage. The phone was out. And a young lady from, from Rolla, Missouri, came forward wanting to, to give her life to Jesus and be baptized. Well, we needed to contact her parents and let them know about her decision. Well, the phone wasn't working, so I, I grabbed some of my staff people and with this young lady, and we went toward Waynesville see if they had power. If Waynesville didn't have power, we'd go I-44 to the next town until we found someplace where we could make a phone call. Well, Waynesville, they, they still had power, and, and we stopped at a family that goes to the Christian church there in Waynesville. We stopped at their house and made the phone call. The parents said, yeah, man, this is incredible. Yes, uh, go ahead with, with everything. Well, because it's been raining all week long, those Ozark Hills... We're, we're treading water in some of those places. When we get back to camp, still power's out, so we pull up vehicles, so turn on headlights at the, the pool so we can see. Again, as soon as we entered into the swimming pool, stopped raining. Had the baptism as we were walking out, it started raining again. Again, if you ask those teens and the staff. There was a lot of great things that happened that week. But that's what they'll talk about. Because it was a reminder that God is in charge. And God was declaring what was more important. The weather or salvation? 
And salvation is the greater blessing. As we come to the close of our service this morning, you know, 2017 so far may be leaving you tired and weary. Maybe spiritually you have stumbled and fallen. Well, God wants you to know that you can renew your strength. Your hope is in the Lord. And so maybe this morning you just need to cast your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. Maybe it is repenting of your past and following the Lord, walking and running with the Lord. Maybe it is the fact that you need to get your life right and understand what the Lord offers you as a gift of salvation. Maybe you need to respond to the Lord today. But may all of us have our eyes open and expect to be wowed by God. As verse 31, they that wait upon the Lord, and we'll expand on that next week, what that phrase is telling us. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength, and we will soar on wings like eagles. We will soar every day as we walk and we run with the Lord. So be wowed by God. And taste the things of God for the first time again. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being almighty God. We thank you for the promise of salvation. We thank you that we can be on this journey of everlasting life. We thank you for Jesus. And Lord, may our eyes be open to all that you are doing around us. May we, once again, be wowed by you. Because you never stopped doing those incredible, amazing things. Lord, it's all around us. And Lord, as a church, may we just continue to see you working in our lives, through the life of the church. Lord, May you just continue to restore us and help us and just renew our strength and let us be wowed by you. You are a great loving God and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.